Welcome in to Pod with Brandon and Chris. I'm Brandon, that's Chris, and we are here to talk all things wrestling and basketball and everything in between. Uh, kind of a, a lesser of a wrestling podcast today because we have the trade deadline coming up for the bat for the NBA on Thursday, um, or actually that's in two days. And um we're i guess we can call this our trade deadline special yeah it's, it feels special. like it's already start like it feels like the the trade man this has already started today yeah um, absolutely it's it's you know woge bombs already coming out shams bombs as well it's nice um, that everyone a, is communally glued to their phone at work yes <laughs> yes and have woge and shams tweets sent directly to their phone that's oh, something yeah. i do around this time every year absolutely um but no so before we get into basketball we're obviously going to talk about wrestling not too much stuff on wrestling um uh, but biggest thing I guess we could talk about now was last week's Dynamite, um, where MJF faced off against uh, CM Punk. Um, probably one of the most anticipated matches for a long time. I, I mean, you know, we've had the Brian Danielson versus Adam Page for you know, there were those were pretty obviously pretty look you know a lot of people look forward to those. Yeah, the Omega versus Brian Danielson, but I don't know. I, over the the time since I've watched, started watching since All Out last year. This is probably one of the more anticipated matches I've seen from AEW, uh, and they delivered. Uh, they 100% delivered. Um, 45 minutes. I mean, when 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 MJF came out at 8:15, I was like, "What the hell?" Or 9:15 Eastern, 8:15 Central, um, and I was like, "What the hell are they doing? They're going to give 45 minutes to this match," and they did, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was great. Punk put MJF over twice, dude. Two awesome. times awesome. In, Chicago. in Chicago. In Chicago. Amazing. I, and, and, and know, like, Punk came out not looking any weaker than he came in. Look, like, no. he looks great. It, it, the, both yeah. of them look great. Um, you had the Wardlow they pulled the dust. They pulled the dusty, oh, the dusty finish, it got which got us. So got good, us. dude. Got it me really so did. good. I was like, no way they're doing this. No way. And then I'm like, I stop, and I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, stupid Mark. I'm a dumb stupid Mark, Mark, dude. I'm like, yeah, That's dude, the, point, the, the main event is going to end in a fucking – DQ right. choke out. Uh, oh wait, yeah. I'm sorry. That happened on the <laughs> other. That's, that's the difference. That's the other. Yeah, that's the imagine, other imagine. Hilarious. I just, I, I think it was, it was so good because, I mean, talk about like the clashing of um generations right like mjf this whole feud has been talking about how mjf was a huge punk fan and he brings up a lot of punk's past and you know he had that promo a couple weeks ago where he started talking about the pipe bomb and all this stuff it's crazy to think back to like how long this feud has been going on because like the first that 20 minute segment where there's just the two of them throwing bombs at each other like it feels like that was like almost a year ago and it was literally like only like like, two months ago but like Talk about long-term storytelling. This was perfect. I think like there are a couple spots that um, you know, like MJF, you can tell, like he's it's crazy to me. Like, he's such a great talker, but I think he's just as good, if not better, in the ring. And this is this is something I saw um someone t- I think it was somebody talking about it, but on Twitter, but just seeing him like in a big match situation, like he's been in a lot of these, but like I don't think this is I don't think any match he's ever been in is as big as this. And he delivered, he was great. Um, we joked a little bit about it, but like at the end, like you could see like MJF, like hugging punk at the end of the match, like literally like on top of him after the pin, um, like talking to him for like a good, like 20 seconds, just thanking him yeah. for everything. And it, it I a, love that kind a, of shit, a, man. What a fucking Mark thinking. No, I, I, <laughs> no, 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 that I was, know, that I was know. a really like nice moment to see. Uh, I, I, I mean, this match got me a couple times speaking of Mark's in the Mark area. Uh, that Pepsi plunge, man, I like, jumped i was like was it 15 years over 15 years since he's done it so he has not done that move since at least 2005 yeah uh roh days like right before he went well like if i'm not mistaken he like stopped doing it because of his knees well also it's a pedigree off the top rope well, no, no, no. So, like, the whole thing, he he was – I don't know. I don't remember when he talked about because everyone was like, oh, you know, they're not going to let him do a pedigree. And that was the case, like, when he was in WWE and he wanted to, like, bring it out for stuff. Like, it was, like, yeah. rumored that he couldn't do it for whatever reason. Um, but originally he stopped doing it because he's like, it's just fucking up my knees for no reason. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. And then a 40, 44-year-old punk pulls it out. Dude, I mean, like, crazy. It was incredible. And, and you could tell, like, every single person in that arena knew exactly what he did like knew exactly the Pepsi Pepsi plunge is coming. Like that's why I love punk in Chicago. Right. Cause these guys, these people have been following this dude since like ROH Indies days. 
And now he's back. He's the product prodigal son. Prod, prodigal son. Um, he's uh, you know, it's, it's prodigal son. Uh, it's prodigy. It's prodigal. It's prodigy. No, 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 say prodigal. It's pro, it's pro, <laughs> prodigal. I, I can't even say it. He's he's, he's the man in Chicago. I, I think we could just kind of put it. Dude, check dude. this out. Check this out. They gave me a new. Sorry, I'm totally cutting you off. But they gave me a new inhaler. This thing looks like. No wait. Oh shit, dog. This is an epipen. Convivent. <laughs> um, uh, no wait. I'm sorry. This is the inhaler. They gave me a new inhaler. Uh, they also gave me an epipen somewhere in here, dude. The finest. The finest. Is this a, mix, uh, a mystery box of, of medical things. Yeah. Well, I just whenever I go to the. Uh, Whenever I go to the, I, dude, look at, look at this. This looks like, like a, looks like a, a it doesn't look like an inhaler. No, it much. looks like hard drugs is what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like you're about to shoot something up. Like, dude, look, I have to like fucking pump this into this. Uh, it's thing. like a, it's like a dab rig now. Like a whole thing, you're like rigging you know? it up. Anyway, we're anyway, <laughs> anyway. So back, what were we talking about? <laughs> and just MJF versus CM Punk was great. I was gonna take a puff um, of this, but I need to like read the instruction manual. <laughs> so the libs, the libs have taken our inhalers, Brandon. How much did you? Right. How much did you pay? Or how, sorry, you're probably still on health insurance. I'm 26. I'm not anymore. I have oh, to start kind of looking at that. Guy. Yeah, I got like a couple more months until that. Yeah, you got a couple um, months. Yeah, I'm on my I'm on my mother's works uh, health insurance, which is just like there's no good health insurance in this country, but like that's pretty good. That one's pretty good. Okay um they sent you a mystery box of all your your asthma slash and allergy needs that's uh that's pretty clutch uh yeah i don't really know how to use any of that also like i'm like i i did that because i needed my inhaler right now and that's there's a whole contraption when you need to to read when you need to read directions or look up a youtube video to like know how to like treat yourself yeah that's called an inhaler that's that's called (laughs) neoliberal healthcare. okay there you go boom Boom. Uh, no, we can this move is, on. Uh, it's, anyway. What it really is, is it's Joe Biden's fault. That's that's what it is. That's, that's what this is all Biden. Really about. Thanks, Obama, for giving us Biden, for, for, for allowing this to happen. I'm so sorry, Chris, that you're... Michelle Obama ruined our school lunches and Barack Obama ruined my, my inhaler. Hey, we're, we're big far-right guys on this pod. Official stance of the pod. We are proud <laughs> boys. <laughs> proud we're, boys we're v- very proud of this podcast uh anyway we're, we're very we, proud boys of this about? podcast i don't fucking know we just done with mjf cm punk was great uh i think Meltzer gave it four and a half stars if you care about that it was, it was like four i think it was four and one quarter or whatever that he does all sorts of weird shit uh, if, if you cool, it, right? five stars don't matter if you if you break the mold to go to seven stars like i i i, I Meltzer, yeah. look melts Meltzer for what it's worth he's probably the more knowledgeable journalists out there probably next to srs or uh, sean sap but on top of that like i i, I look at those for like it like and i feel like a lot of people do this nowadays because Meltzer's kind of put in a bad word for himself on twitter just by some of the things he reports um but having some like somebody that's kind of done it for decades i mean i kind of i trust Meltzer's opinion on wrestling as in a way it's like i will trust his match rating like if there's a five-star match that he rates that i see i will go and watch it because apparently it was fucking good um but no i think Meltzer gave that like four and a quarter maybe four and a half um it was a great match 45 minutes two falls um they had the whole dusty ending which got us like we said but you know i think all in all like it lived up to the hype i was surprised that they put mjf over especially that they did it twice but i think it was the right decision because now mjf can go into this new feud with wardlow which i'm assuming is going to be happening um, looking like even more of a powerful heel yeah. that Wardlow can break down, which is perfect. I think, uh, especially huge. for somebody that's new face. Yeah, it's gonna be I, huge. I think it's huge for MJF to win. I think it was very important. Hundred um, percent. So here's here's something that I was thinking about and I noticed, and I I think this is like maybe obvious to some people, but it's something something I like thought about. Um, so the two like major WWE staple guys, Punk and Brian, have come in and they've both had great programs look great and they've both gotten beaten by two pillars of AEW. Yeah. That's not an accident. No. The grand no. scheme for this is eventually Adam Page, MJF for the title. Oh. 
Love it. I think it's going to be AC first. I think Adam Cole yeah. is going to get yeah, there yeah, yeah. first. Totally, totally. But no, you're right. I think I think the the whole payoff, like it all out this summer, yeah. is probably going to be bad. I think that's, that, I think you're that's, right. That's that. where it all like should be going. If it's not, hundred um, percent. I mean, I I would like to see Adam Page like, not that he is. I don't know. I I want to see him defend the belt a little more. Because I think the Brian stuff got me excited, and I'm like, that's, I want to that's something I that he, see him do this more. And I'm not, I'm not. That's not a slight on him as champion, obviously. But I'm just like the booking. I, I don't yeah, booking. Yeah, I, and I don't care. Like, I'm sorry, I don't care about the Lance Archer storyline at all. Because like, it kind of it felt a little rushed. Like he just kind of like walked in and beat him up, and he's like, now nah, yeah, that whole thing is pretty confusing. Like yeah. I, I didn't know I could just walk up to the champion and slap him and being being a being a four week feud, and that's just how that's, it goes. But cool. I, I think I think it works because it's 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 definitely a stopgap. Like and I and I think I think everybody knows that. Like I think it's a stopgap yeah. just because look, Paige came out and was complaining about it. Like that was the whole thing that started the feud with Archer was that he didn't know. Like I I've been wrestling, I've been the champion for like three months and I've only fought twice. It's like you're right in a sense where it's like we need to see him fight more because like I understand what they're trying to do because heel heel. We talk about this all the time. Heel champions are way easier to follow because they're the person that everybody's you know chasing. When you have a, a face like Adam Page, who is super over and people love him, and the whole the whole story to getting him to be champion was him versus Kenny. Now that Kenny's gone and it's just Page, I don't think he's a terrible champion because he's put on two fantastic matches with Brian. But we need to see him go up against the monster, which we're going to see with that, uh, with Lance Archer. But also I think it's going to kind of build up to a new feud, which I think is going to be Adam Cole because on rampage, he beat evil. Uno in like t- two minutes, um, yeah. which is the average length of any WWE match, but he beat him in two minutes, which in AEW is kind of crazy um, or means more. Um, Cause we're not getting 15 to 16 matches a night that are like that. <laughs> um, and it, you know, you watch it and you're like, okay, like I, I can see, I can see now because revolution is coming up the, the next pay-per-view in March. I think after this week's uh, dynamite, when he beats Lance Archer, I think that's going to start going into an AC feud, which we can get Adam Cole talking again on the mic, on the microphone every week. Done. Oh, Done. That promo was awesome. Oh, it was, it was great. It awesome. was, it was in for, for, uh, for an hour long wrestling show. And you have two minutes of a, of a of a of a you know of a match and have Adam Cole talking. I'll, I'll sit there and watch a whole hour of that. Like I, I love watching good Absolutely. wrestlers fight and then talk because, like we said with MJF, he's just as good as a fighter than he is a, ta- a talker. And people don't realize that because he doesn't fight in big matches all the time. Right now, when you see MJF against a CM Punk, who's somebody that's better than him and more experienced than him, Punk can put him over, and we can see, holy crap, MJF is actually pretty damn good at this. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, obviously the Darby match that he had a couple months ago was great, uh, with MJF and that was a big match, but like, I don't know. I, I think the good thing that they do is they take their times with the stories. Yeah. Um, instead of just like rushing somebody to become the champion right away or like completely dropping Big E, which don't even get me wrong. Like, don't even get me started how they completely like had Big E lined up for this huge push for singles. And then they just completely dropped it. And it's like, this dude is the most, po- most popular guy you got in the WWE right now, outside of the WWE, why don't you push this dude? It's the same thing that I see with Adam Cole. Like Adam Cole is known for being ROH, NXT, all this stuff and being the big guy. And he hasn't been the top guy since he got there. So right. I think this year, this whole feud is going to just build out. <clears throat> and I think that's what that promo was about. Kind of not like, yeah. not di- directly saying, but also just being like, when, like, when, it, when are you going to give me something good? essentially yeah. you know exactly so I, I, when am i, I going to get like, an opportunity and i i think like eight aw like wh- whatever the booking is really kind of caught along to that maybe that was on purpose but it was kind of like okay like adam cole is having these like kind of and i mean i like how they do that like i like how when you break in you don't just like go to the top you have to like yeah. you know you have to work your way up the ranks and you have to do all you know punk had kind of had to do it not that he's like I don't know where he, he is on the rankings. Well, that's the thing. It's like he still did. He still did right. need to. Uh, Brian right. obviously was a different case. Because I, I think if Brian and Punk didn't come in at the same time, it would be different. But since they did, you could have one guy start up here and one guy start down here and it wouldn't 
really make a difference. Yeah, I mean, and, and Brian and Brian had been wrestling like four months before that. So like he was already in shape. He was already there. He had no ring rust where you had punk. It's like you want to ease him into it. It's been seven years. Like, yeah. yes, you know, he was in UFC for two minutes, but he still was out of ring shape for a while and had to kind of work himself back into it. And I think right. that was, you know, and I think you're right. Like having Brian, I mean, we can talk about Brian too. Cause the other thing that happened on dynamite that I completely forgot about was that he basically asked to have a tag team or a stable with John Moxley. Mm. Now this is, this is superpowers. Like this is mega powers, right? This is Savage and Hogan teaming up and all that stuff. And look, I don't think AEW needs more stables, but I would watch that statement because if it's, if it's punk and Mox or if it's Brian and Moxley and they're bringing up like a guy like Isaiah Cassidy or um, like a Wheeler, Udo, like one of these young guys and turns them into a superstar. Why wouldn't I want that? They're building yeah. homegrown superstars on live TV for us. Um, but again, <laughs> Moxley not look too pleased. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So I'm good. I, I'm, I'm good either way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good either way with that. Oh, so AW commercial. Um, <laughs> uh, so talking about that because i'm sure it's an advert for tomorrow uh tomorrow we have a pretty big it's show. actually a tnt commercial with all never mind yeah i, I just saw a bunch of aw clips i thought it was an aw commercial oh well whatever it was uh, i was doing the elbow drop in the powerhouse option perfect you know don't want to see anything else but anyway <sighs> i think i tomorrow we have a big show going because we do have the the texas death match um against lance archer and adam and uh and uh, adam page oh i am kind of excited about that i did forget about that yes yes and then but we also have a quote-unquote big announcement coming from tk apparently the forbidden door as it is known is going to be opening again a lot of um rumors a lot of theories a lot of people asking like who's who personally i think it's it's going to be keith lee which will be great yeah Um, Yeah, he posted and i hate to sound i hate to sound like this i really do but um someone posted today it was like pics of him on his honeymoon i was like he was like posting them all over and like it's like people are like oh he's he's not there like he's not he's not going to show up but it's like that's like everything's a work, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm like, everything's okay. a work. Like, I, if so- I were if I were Keith Lee, I would totally post honeymoon pictures from like three days ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work up the crowd. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? I saw someone else post like a side by side because Mia Yim, who's his wife now, yep. posted a picture. Oh, congrats! Congrats to Keith Lee. Yes. And Mia Yim. Big big congrats. In case they um, Yes, of course. We know Keith Lee's an avid, avid listener of the Rastafari Pod. Him, um, him, Joe Biden, Brandon's dad. Uh, we've got we've else? got a great mix. We got a great Diamond, mix. Diamond Dallas Page. Sammy Guevara is not a listener. Yeah, yeah. I, Sam, I, I, I think we I think we talked about this. Sammy Guevara has me uh has me blocked on Twitter. I'm not Chris got sure blocked that. for being I've never no I've never else's girlfriend never ever 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 have I done any of that. <laughs> That's Sammy Guevara blocked Chris. No shadow block. He shadow blocked. Yeah, you know, yeah, he shadow blocked me. He shadow blocked you because you were horny for his not girlfriend yet on the main. That's what happened. I can I I don't I don't know the tweet. I can't pin it down. I mean that's just that's a that's a hypothetical. And I didn't you know what I didn't even say anything like you know offensive or like I didn't like it wasn't like a harassment thing. It wasn't anything like that. It was simply just I, I said something along the lines of like I would uh, pay Ty Conti five hundred dollars to like it, it was something power bomb me I don't know something ridiculous some just yeah. some just just dumbass thing to say and that's the only thing I can think of I've never like tweeted at him or anything I don't know it, it's whatever like it's not you know I'm still a fan regardless Twitter's not real I don't you know, regardless. So getting back on topic with Keith Lee. <laughs> so I think I think with with this. By the way, if Sam, this, if Sam Guevara is listening, I I apologize uh, for for. Uh, not nah, you know what? Actually, no, nah, I guess I don't. This <laughs> a, a, a funny official, tweet, dude. I'm sorry. Official stance. Official stance of the pod. We will both pay any of the women's wrestlers in AEW multiple hundreds of dollars to hit us in the face with a chair. I think that's I think that's pretty. Pretty I think well I would. Established. I'm not kidding. I would like want to get hit in the head with the chair. Like, oh yeah, just in general, yeah. yeah. Like, I would just love to, to like just like be I mean, we've, like a, we've taken we've taken bumps on yeah trampolines, yeah yeah. So but yeah. we've never taken bumps. Like, Brandon and I, Brandon and I used to like take all of the like garden furniture out of his parent the grandparents' garage 
put it in the yard and have like like just like we had a we had a three-step ladder match so it was like just yeah. a three-step ladder with and nothing I, by the way, nothing hanging above it because this was no we put, the, we put the title like on top of the ladder yeah so like we had to like climb up all That's three right. rungs and pick it up and then be like we're the champ but of course because we're marks and nerds we choreographed everything and we, we yeah, had a, yeah, yeah. we had an entire iron man match on the timer of my parents uh, microwave. microwave grandparents <laughs> microwave yeah. yeah grandparents microwave that we went crazy. around we ran around the house hitting each other with pans and it was oh man very dangerous but Dude, the best time i remember like <laughs> i think it was like my sister's birthday party and she had like a bunch of like, furniture and tables my mom was like can you can you take apart the tables outside i'm like um yeah i can totally do that and I, I, just, throw like, myself- I like put them all behind the tree so she would notice so like then when we like I, I think we had some sort of like whatever the fuck match just like jumping off my trampoline putting each other's in tables i yeah. there was there was like aluminum trays that we were hitting each other with yeah damn my grand my grandfather my grandfather tells a story all the time is when we were doing the ladder match outside of my grandparents house my brother was like seven eight years yeah, old yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when i hit when i hit him with a freaking uh freaking pan or like one of those like you know certain like one of those pan like whatever you'd like those little tin pans that you get from like you know like parties like you were talking about mm-hmm. when i hit him over the top of that my grandfather tells me all the time he's like i was so scared he had a concussion i was so scared you cut him open i said probably probably <laughs> I, yeah that was the goal <laughs> the goal is to knock him out so i can climb the i really was i really I was like just like I, I try to explain like people sometimes I'm like i don't know like i did cut my forehead at like 10 yeah. years old for yeah. some reason i don't There's, know what like i i guess like it was it's funny because it's like it's all like the don't try this at home stuff and like don't whatever and i'm like oh, i you know i'm not dumb i'm fine i'm i'm only i'm just gonna fucking take taking a razor it, blade to my yeah, forehead taking a razor blade like a thumbtack and like poking it in your forehead to see if you get some <laughs> kind of blood to come out like just the worst things you could ever do to a human which body. i did manage to I, i'm so mad that we never got like any any like photos of the times that we like bled from the face <laughs> there was there were a lot of times there was a time there was a time where um chris i mean we tell this story all the time chris was trying to do a uh like a, a, a rv or Van Daminator, Van Daminator. And you know what? This wasn't even, this is like kind of on me because like this wasn't even during. No, we were just sitting in your match or anything. I just, so I I, I like threw a pillow at Brandon expecting, I'm expecting him to know to catch it and sell a Van Daminator, even though it wasn't discussed because (laughs) let me repeat, repeat, like we're psychopaths at this age. And we think that that's normal. We think like, we're like, everything's a, you know, a shoot brother. And like, it's like, (laughs) like, dude, you got to sell it, dude. You got to, you got to like sell the move. And I just like, we're stupid. So anyway, I like felt Brandon's um, yeah, I, I did. And I did like a spinning heel kick for for the denominator so like i didn't know that brandon didn't catch it and i i i I threw the kick like i thought i was hitting a pillow Um, yeah you popped me in the yeah right i like felt his eyeball on my heel it was pretty crazy (laughs) there was also the time where i where i where i we would i would sell a super kick because there were times where we would just be walking around your house and you would stop and you would just turn around and super kick me so like we would i was super was, kick range brother <laughs> Don't get in. Me, me me being the absolute great seller that i am mm-hmm. i literally fell right back onto the le- his mom's leather couch oh and true, as true, soon true, as true. i as soon as i fell back i heard snap and i was like oh god did i just break a bone did something happen i feel fine <laughs> did i break a I, bone <laughs> i feel great i feel fine nothing's wrong with me and then we look down and the couch is like completely split Dude, in two and i'm like oh. i still get blamed for that i like i like go home and i like sit on the couch and like wobble a little bit my mom's like mm, <laughs> interesting. hey don't don't hit the move man if you're not ready to deal with the consequences afterwards you know you i sold them i did my you job see, yeah, yeah no, thanks <laughs> I, I thanks my, my bad my bad my bad for for throwing a fake uh, kick at you and you falling yeah. that's that's hey. on me Hey, hey, like I said, yeah. man, everything's a work, brother. Everything everything's a work, a work. brother. It's a, it's, a, um, it's, a, it's a shoot, brother. Yeah. So it's, anyway, it's a back shoot, back, cowboy. To, to sum it all up, I think Keith Lee's probably going to show up on, on Dynamite tomorrow. Uh, there's a lot of people saying either him or Jeff Hardy or Karrion uh, Cross. Like there's a bunch of people that there are people throwing out there. I don't see really anybody being, I mean, I know that Jeff's Jeff Hardy's non-compete is up right after the week after revolution. So I don't think it's going to be him. I don't think TK would 
make a big deal unless it's somebody like Keith Lee or Samoa Joe. Now, Samoa Joe is interesting because TK talks about it all the time. Like he, he has a dream signing he wants to make to bring somebody into AEW. And I think that dream signing is Samoa Joe. Mm. and because oh, T- so tk was a tk is a huge indie guy right he went to all like a, he went to all a ton of ecw events he went to a ton of roh events went to a lot of like indie stuff when he was growing up and i think that's his dream signing i don't think it will be him tomorrow because i think it probably will be keith lee but if it's if it's Samoa Joe, i will i will pop i will oh. pop because that man that man was so underutilized so i mean you could say that about a lot of people in wwe but like they had him doing commentary they had him sit like uh, there was a rain delay at uh, WrestleMania last year, and he sat out like sat by the ring for two hours in like a parka, and was like trying to like fill up the TV with with like content. I'm like, this is not Samoa Joe. Like Samoa Joe needs to be in the ring destroying people. And like, mm-hmm. I think if either him or Keith Lee go in, I think they AEW gives them the best way to do that. So yeah, I need a I need even if it's like a backstage segment, I need him and Punk to do a little face off. Oh, That'd be cool. Uh, Bring, oh, and then if bring Jeff, back if, one more time. If Jeff if Jeff Hardy comes over, I need to see Jeff and CM Punk face to face because man, because man, Classic. last time we last time we saw them, we were we were crying, we were crying people at that time, and oh yeah, there was a lot of people. That, honestly, I think that's uh, that's the last thing I remember being like a mark yeah, about. Like, like not, mark, I can't yeah. think of another word. Like uh, kayfabe is real. Like it's real to me. That's the last thing I remember that feeling like yeah. that for. Yeah. Was uh was the Jeff Hardy getting getting retired well, by CM Punk. The last the last time I felt that or the the time that I felt kayfabe died for me was the 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 pipe bomb. But I think okay. leading up leading up to that that's probably the last time that I felt super I mean that was only what a year or two before the pipe bomb yeah. happened so yeah, like yeah. I still, I mean, I felt, I, I hated CM Punk. I hated, I hated right, him until right. the pipe bomb because I was like, this dude retired Jeff Hardy, who everybody loved, and all this stuff. And then Jeff shows up in TNA, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, what happened? Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm happy that they're continuing to bring in people. I really hope that it just doesn't add to a really crowded roster because I know that the plan is, and that this is something I saw. Um, over the last couple of weeks is that the plan for AEW because they have a really stacked roster yeah. is to let a lot of the three-year contracts they signed when AEW started to run out so they can start kind of whittling down the roster to what they think it should be moving forward, which look, I, I get it. I mean, that happens in sports all the time, right? Like you get a bunch of good players on your team or just a bunch of players on your team. You figure out which ones you don't like, let the ones go off to free agency or just trade them. And I think it's the same way with, with, uh, with AEW. Like, if he runs this like a sports roster, which I know he is good at because he runs three sports teams or helps run three sports teams, I think that's a, probably the best way to go about it. They shouldn't be firing people, not only just because I don't think it's fair, but I also think that like all the backlash the WWE gets for just letting people out of their contracts. I don't think TK will ever right. do that after that. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited to see who it is, but you know, whatever happens, man, I'm, I, I'm going to be tuning in every week. So I can say that much other than, WWE, which I don't tune in at all. So I don't tune. I don't, I don't tune in remotely at all. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. yeah. Let's, so moving um, on from wrestling, let's, let's trade deadline time. Yes. So big trade today. Uh, I actually have the full details of the trade here. So the Kings shoot themselves at both feet um, because they trade uh, Buddy Heald, Tristan Thompson, and fucking Tyrese Halberton for Demonis Sabonis. Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday. Now, caveat for this, there is a second round pick somewhere in there. I don't know which one it is or which team it is. But the caveat for this is that Justin Holiday is not vaccinated. So I don't think he's going to be able to play half the games. Um, because in California or no, in Indiana, there is a, um, a mandate for vaccines. I might be wrong, but I think that that's the case for Justin Holiday. Um, or no, it's not, in, it's not in Indiana. I think it's in California. Cause that's, he's going, <clears throat> excuse me, he's going to Sacramento. So yeah, yeah. I think in, yeah, in California, there is a vaccination uh, mandate for him to play. So he can only play like half the games like Kyrie. Interesting. So wait, so yeah. Oh, so yeah, there should yeah. be some kind of rule <laughs> for that. It's, I, you, you shouldn't be able to trade. Like, I don't know. Well, I guess you can. Cause it's, it's, it's like, you know, 
player agency. It's a contract. Yeah. It's a contract. It's a contract on your team. And that's, and here's the thing, honestly, the, the, there are four guys in this trade. Actually, I'd say like maybe three guys in this trade that does not matter. Right. You have Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, Tristan Thompson. Jeremy Lamb's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that the Kings gave up on Tyrese Halliburton this early is my, I mean, it's mind boggling for a lot of people, but man, this is the best draft pick they've had in decades. I mean, yes, you could, they could probably, have just given up De'Aaron Fox. I don't know why Fox you don't do that. De'Aaron Fox is a great player. Talk That's about a, another guy who's but, great. But, but like, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton like is a like a plus prospect. Yes. Like it's, it's like, he's so fucking good. I mean, he was, I don't know if you saw that, um, that game, uh, Sacramento against Sixers. I mean, he was fourth quarter. He was, uh, he got it down to the wire pretty much by himself against like, he was going toe to toe with Joel Embiid in the fourth. Yeah. In, in like Joel Embiid's like second MVP caliber year. No yeah. joke, dude. He, he's something yeah. special. And, and here's the thing for on the Pacer side of things, this is a great trade. I mean, yes, you big don't want to give up the bonus. You don't want to give up the bonus bonus, but you got Tyrese Halberton. You already have a big in uh, in uh, Miles Turner. That's the thing. You had the, you had the double big thing, and a, and a lot of it was like too much of the too much of one thing. That works. That works. Yeah. In some cases, but like in this league now, you can't. I mean, look, the Cavs are winning, and they have the two bigs, but Mobley and Jared Allen are both generational. That's, different. that's so different. Generational. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's different. Mobley <laughs> is 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 literally KG Junior. So I, I, sick, it's it's, it's so crazy. Sick. And the thing is, is that. When Demonis, like, like, listen, like I said before, Sabonis is one of those European players where he's a good prospect out of college or wherever he's drafted, but it takes them a couple of years to get better, right? We saw this with Giannis. We saw this with Jokic. We've seen this with all the European players is that it just takes them a little bit. Yeah. Um, not Luca, which is pretty crazy. Not Luca, but yeah. Luca, but here's the thing with Luca the difference between Luca and everybody else is that Luca was dominating and playing yeah. against these men. Right. Since he was like 15 years old, like what's honestly, crazy? What's crazy about Luke is I don't think like I don't think he gets much better than this. I think well, which is I mean it's not a slight at all because he's one of the best players in the league. Like I don't think he might have seasons where he's like hot, like hotter than he normally is. But in terms of like skill level, I don't even does he get he better? Gotta, does he stagnate? Is does it matter? I mean, he definitely has an MVP season coming up in the next three oh, years. Yeah. I think I think what what what's the problem is is that his cast of people around him just aren't up to play up to play Big or time. Up to pace. oh my god because that's the thing is that like yes Porzing bringing Porzingis down there was great in hindsight but man like he's just been hurt and he just has not been the same yeah. um I love um what's their uh the point guard they have down there I always forget his name but they have a really good point guard Brunson? down there and yes yeah yes, Jalen Brunson Jalen Brunson's great. He's I think great. he's going to be a good. I think he's going to be a good piece. I just what they need down there is just another good player. Like they just need somebody else that can take the take the pressure off of Luca. And that's the thing. Like Sabonis was kind of the same thing. Like Sabonis yeah. in Indiana was the guy. Now the Kings look a little bit better because they have a good big slash guard combo. But the problem is, is that you could have had two great point guard, two great guards, and maybe a big. I don't think they get this deal done for Sabonis if they don't include Maxi or Fox. I'm just really shocked that they decided to stick with Fox over Halbert. That's what's that's what's shocking to me because they had a chance to get Ben Simmons with if they included De'Aaron Big Fox time. in trades. And, and that's the thing. I, and like, here's the thing. What I will say is getting like bringing Ben in and having him run next to De'Aaron Fox is kind of like redundant. I feel like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it like, it definitely like improves their defense, but. Bonus is a better offensive player than a lot of the, all the bigs that they have there too. So yeah. I think that's going to help them out a lot. And I just, I, what, what, yeah. I mean, I don't good. know. I think like if you were going to trade anybody, you trade De'Aaron Fox because why would you get rid of Halliburton? And if you knew Sabonis was coming in, who's a floor raiser, <laughs> Halliburton could bet like, you know, benefit off of you. It's like, you kind of just, I got to assume you don't care because it's like, you kind of like, I don't know if it's, they don't, I don't know if it's, they don't, I don't know if it's, they don't care. I just think that they don't, they don't value their best players like other teams do. Cause on, if you put Tyrese Halliburton on any other team, he's untouchable. 
you know, yeah. no, no GM is going to take calls from him unless you're going to give them a James Harden or a Ben Simmons. So, so what's the, well, that's the thing. It's like his. Sabonis Sabonis is not that. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and like credit to Devon Smith, like, you know, great player, no. all-star. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a, you know, solid double, double every night, at least five assists yes. coming out of him. Um, but it's, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, it helps, it helps India out a ton because you, they did eventually need to make that choice between Sabonis and Turner. Um, I'm which, surprised they picked Turner over that too. I'm a little surprised. I'm but not they, because if you're going to keep, I don't know if you're going to keep one of like the center bigs, I, you want the, the better defensive one, I think. No, you're right. Yeah, I, I what, what, what my thing is, is that, and I guess you're probably going to get more value on the trade market for Sabonis. Jalen is cooking right now. Like, I'm sure. I'm dominating. Sure. Uh, I'm sure he is. It's 14, well, 14 nothing. So there you yeah. go. I mean, I told you before we started, started this. No KD, yeah. no Kyrie, and no James Harden. They got to kick that ass tonight. They they mm. have to. I mean, they're th- off to a good start. 15, I mean, 11 out of 15 wins. The Celtics yeah. are on a roll. Anyway, um, let's not get let's not get too uh too caught up on the Celtics. Let's keep going yes. on the trade deadline. So we had um we had CJ McCollum. Ah uh, yes, CJ McCollum. So here's the thing, man. Um, I saw. I think it was Woj tweeted about this is that now what they're going to try to do because they did free a lot of money getting not only CJ McCollum's 30 million off the books. They also got Larry Nance off the books. Um, I don't think uh, Tony Snell was making that much money anyway, um, but they made, they got a lot of good cap space heading into this off season. Tony my problem Snell, is, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say my problem is with this is your whole issue with, if you're the Portland Trailblazers, trailblazers is that you cannot get big time free agents to sign for you regardless if you have dame if you have cj if you have nurkic who a couple of years ago when he was playing really well you still can't get people to sign for you so what's the point if you're going to trade cj mccollum and make a big rebuild so you can build around dame lillard who's what 30 31 now i i don't see the point like i right. I, I if you're going to trade cj trade dame Trade them. Get rid of everybody. If you're going to do this rebuild thing, you don't bring an aging super. I'm not to say he's aging, but he's what 29, 30, 31. You don't go into a rebuild with that guy. He's in his prime. This dude has won you playoff rounds. He has given you 60, 50 point games because he has to do it by himself. And you expect just because we got rid of CJ, we're going to be able to go out and sign some really big time free agents now. It's like, no, well, that's, that's the thing. Problem. It's like, they, do they have a plan? Who could they even be planning for? I mean, unless, unless it's a big swerve and they're getting hardened, I don't see. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, that's I, what I, I mean. It. It's like, what's their plan exactly? Cause that, that's the yeah. only person I can think of. Who's like on the table. Yeah, And, and like Harden's a, probably a sixer by Friday. Yeah. That's, or by what, that's what something is else. Yeah. We'll talk yeah, about it's that. Thursday, 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 Friday. So like, here's the thing, right? Like the guys that are coming off the books now, um, and I'm just looking at, this is just cap friendly. Um, so it's like, I have John Wall's contracts up this year. He's got a player option for next year. James Harden, same thing. Westbrook's the same. Brad Beal's the same thing. Kyrie's the same thing. And then everybody else, man, <laughs> unless you can swing, like Zach Levine's contract is up. I doubt Chicago's going to let anybody get near him. For I doubt Zach Levine anyway. would leave the Bulls after exactly. they just created a, like a literal super team. Exactly. Um, and then everybody else after that, man, like, is like nobody. Like, I mean, you're, I'm, I'm trying to find somebody I know. Like, I mean, the only people I see here, like, um, I, I mean, DeAndre Ayton is up after this year, but he's an art restricted yeah, free mean, agency. You're Port- never going to get him. Portland's not, you know, redesigning their team over DeAndre Ayton. He's a great yeah, player. Exactly. But... Yeah. Uh, like, there's nobody in the free agents that I can see here that are actually worthy of saying we're going to pair this guy with Dame and get him out there unless you're going to try to go for because it looks like all the free agents are guards and the problem is is that with the with the six or with the Blazers is that they had probably the best front court for years um with CJ and Dame and you can't win with two guards you need someone else to be there a wing and that's why like I saw like Back when uh, the Raptors traded for Kawhi, I was like, why don't the Blazers do that? Why don't the Blazers go out and tr- – if they traded CJ back then, 
They could have gotten quiet with him and a couple picks. This is oh my god. This is always like the argument you see with like trade guys high, and it's always such a risk. You know what I mean? Isaiah Thomas was kind of a trade high guy. You know what I mean? Well, actually, he very much was because it was he was yeah he was much was yeah yeah. Um, He's the piece that got us Kyrie, (laughs) which which worked out great. (laughs) for both teams teams. (laughs) the Cavs did go on to the finals that year but it was after LeBron was like fuck this roster I'm going to move everybody and bring someone completely other roster I don't know man I don't know if they have a plan and if the plan is to trade go into free agency or like if their plan is to try to get Ben Simmons like you just traded three pieces that you could use to get him I I, I don't know I I don't know I, I don't know if there's a plan in place it doesn't look like there is which is really sad because like these are Dame's years where he should be winning championships or at least competing. Yeah. So I again, I wouldn't be surprised if Dame left. Uh, wouldn't be surprised I, if they traded yeah. him. Uh, it's but, it's at a point. It's like I really thought today, like they were like pushing Dame out. That's that's what it kind of felt like for a minute there today. Leaving you're leaving him alone with nobody, dude. Nobody. It's also like it's also. I mean, maybe he okayed it. It's like, but it's also at the same time like they let go of a lot of pieces. And and think about who they got. They got rid of a couple of days ago, like Norm Powell. Um, yeah. Uh, really Robert Covington, who is, yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, I would love Norm or Rob Covington. Oh, yeah. Or, um, Rob Larry Covington Nance. I would love Larry Nance on the Celtics. Nance too, uh, yeah. them, them going for solo sucks and us just not doing anything. But it's fine. I bet everybody feels like that. So it's totally, totally fine. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, like, <laughs> I, again, I don't think there's a plan in place. I think the two teams that really shot themselves in the foot are definitely the Blazers and the Kings. Yeah. Um. So far, I mean, we still have another day or two yeah, of trades. It really does. So it's far. like the, the, that's such big news, and it's like it's we still have two more days. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And then you know, I mean, talk about another guy like Brad Beal. He just he's just got placed on IR. He's done yep. for the season. Um. I don't know if this helps or hurts his trade thing or his trade value. I don't think it. I think it helps his trade it's value. It's got to keep it like, locked, which is good because the Wizards yeah. are really bad. Yeah. And look, I don't think that they're going to pay pennies on the dollar because when they traded Russ, they got like half the Lakers freaking freaking roster from it. So I don't know. I I think that they have a good foundation now over there in Washington, to be honest. Like Kuzma, Dinwiddie, yeah. Beal, Montrez, like they got some good guys. I, I just don't know if if it's enough for Brad to be like, yeah, I'll stay. I'll I'll sign another yeah. five year max deal to stay here so I can win with these guys because I don't think they will. Yeah. And I think there's a team, there's a team right up the road, right up north from D.C. that's on a hot tear that has two really young wings that's, that really use a nice shooting guard. That's <laughs> currently up 28-2 against the, the Brooklyn Nets, who are uh, <coughs> slightly slightly, uh, slightly out, of, out of order. Yeah, 28-2 to right now. 28-2? to two? The, the big three is cooking, my friend. Oh, cooking. my Like, Jalen is uh, – J- so, obviously, Jalen Brown. Got to look at the stats. Not for an all-star. Uh, he tweeted – so, something passive aggressive and i was like it was oh, like got it it no, was like he's said, he said like copy that. copy is copy copy which, that's is, what it was. which means he's about because remember last year when he got all-star snubbed and he just went yep. nuts um, blaze earth jalen baby blaze earth jalen let's see it i mean Ready. he's he at least has 10 points in the in the first from what i've seen from what i've like seen yeah later. so uh just looking at the and again this is going to be out of date by the time this pod goes but i mean just looking at the at the stats you got jalen with 12 jason with seven al with seven uh rob with two two points but five rebounds in the first quarter alone like that's the thing with this team is like we talked about this a lot because we were talking about the trade deadline and what the celtics could do like problem is with a team that's getting hot at the trade deadline it lulls GMs and executives and coaches and players into thinking, okay, this team is doing really, really well right now by themselves. Maybe we don't need a trade to, to up this. And I'm like, there's a guy, there's two guys on the roster that are obvious trade people. And I think it's uh, Schroeder and Jay Rich. But the problem is, is that I love Jay I Rich. Think I think Horford, Rich we got him with Horford. I'm pretty sure that's the reason we got him. Um, problem with Horford though is that his he's still getting paid like 17 18 mil a year for next this has, year and next and year he's playing like I don't want to say he's playing awful but he's playing pretty fucking bad I mean um, it's it's the whole thing it's like and this is why I think they brought back like a guy like Cantor where it's like there's the 
there was a lot of problems with the locker room last year. Um, you know, a lot of like a lot of talk of like guys blowing up in the locker room at each other and all this. And what I've said since the beginning with this team is that they need vets. And they have Al, who's a vet, who's been there, who's been in the room, he knows the guys, all that. Um, I think that's why he's there. But I will say that if there is an opportunity to trade Al along with a piece to get somebody else in here, I wouldn't say no. No, and, I, I think you I think you gotta move Al. I th- I don't think you I you gotta be smart about moving Richardson and Schroeder together because uh yeah, I'm really, I saw the I Lakers mean, Schroeder's been I like I mean, not Schroeder. I'm sorry. Uh, Richardson, who I'm not a huge fan of, has been shooting pretty well. I think he's yeah. he's up. He's up 40 percent for three. Um, again, I I've like seen Richardson play for other teams, and I know what's coming in the playoffs. Yeah. If we eat, yeah. I mean, we don't make it, but if, you know, um, if say we do, say we do make the play and make the first round, say we do make that late season stretch. Uh, I mean, I don't trust him. We're, I don't. Think we're, he's doing anything. Celtics. But. The Celtics are out of a playing spot, I think, right now. So I don't think I don't think like if they continue this pace, I mean, I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, where are we? Where are we on the standings? So in the standings, we are. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, we're we're right at the tipping point. So we're, oh my god, the Nets, oh god, the Nets are seventh in the East. The, yeah, the dude, Celtics they, they are trailed. Eighth. Yeah, which we're I think we're only four wins behind. So we're actually just if we win tonight against. The, the nets yeah they, the nets go into the playing round right and then we're we're in the seventh seed because we're tied we're tied kind imagine, of like they have they imagine have, imagine poverty <laughs> they're they're they have lost eight straight games and if they lose tonight it's nine straight games for the nets people came into this this season thinking the nets are going to go win Dude, seven I, games i came into the season thing because it's because it's like the most stacked offensive it's like Juggernaut. scene you've ever seen yeah Man, it's oh nuts. And God, then, dude. and now, and then the Kyrie thing happened. Like this is this is the whole thing from the beginning. You bring in three guys oh. that have done nothing but cause drama for their teams over the last. I mean, Katie's different. Katie's just Katie. Yeah, I, you know what? The more time goes on, I, and I look at it, I'm like, yeah, Katie didn't really do anything wrong. No, with the he, with, he the, made, with the war, he made, Warriors thing, he made the best so. decision possible for himself. 100%. I was bitter about it because the Celtics were in that mix for him. But when when know, the Warriors we sent, we sent Tom Brady and Kelly Olynyk to cover for <laughs> Kelly Olynyk. Um, I I just think it's 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 interesting to me because like think about this. Think about if we signed Durant back in 2015. It was that's a year away from drafting Smart. That's a year away from drafting Jalen, or two years away from drafting Jalen, and that's three years away from drafting Jason Tatum. I'm just saying there could be a starting five on on the Celtics right now of smart uh or uh yeah it would go what was it smart brown durant tatum and then whoever else put the five look i think i think durant made the right decision he yeah. made the best decision for himself he won two mvps in the finals he won two finals and i know he wanted to do this alone but if you bring in Kyrie and james harden who have done nothing over the last two years or three years but cause drama for their team and, and miss out on big moments we, I think, I think like this is the worst case scenario. This, what's happening with the Nets, which I love because you know, fuck the Nets, but and fuck the Knicks while we're at it. The Knicks suck this year, which is great fuck for the me. Nets, fuck um, the Knicks. Was it? What's that fuck, video where it's just fuck all the, the New York sports? Yeah, teams? fuck them all. Fuck them all. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I, I don't think like the Nets. Their plan is their not plan is not going to plan. If they end up with yeah. Ben Simmons by the end of this week, we took this last week too. It, it would be the worst thing they could I'll do. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Let, let me just say, like, if Harden's not there and if Kyrie is just like playing half the games, I really don't give a shit. I'm sorry. So, all right. One thing that I'm I'm wondering, right, um, with this new thing with Kyrie, even if they do make the playoffs, he can't play home games anyway. How do these guys win a series? They can't. They can't. And and that's the problem. Like, that Kyrie was. I mean, say say we want about the guy, one of the like better decision making performer oh, yeah. scorers I've ever seen in my life. Um, one, when he walks seven in for the Caps, when he's when, he, when he's in a playoff round that he wants to be in, let me let me state very clearly that he wants to be in. Uh, he's an amazing amazing scorer. Uh, tore right the fuck through us because. He for the first time saw Boston on the floor and, and wanted to uh, win a game. So yeah, anyway. I just look. I I, no, I, I totally happy. cool with it. Totally cool with all of it. 
See, to be honest, dude, I'm so happy this time. I know. I know. Fuck the Nets. Fuck the Nets, dude. Fuck the like, Nets. Fuck the Nets. And that's the thing. And that's the thing. It's like the Nets were like, yeah, we're going to put together a super team and we're going to win. And this is this is the the kind of the downside of having super teams, right? Like we saw super teams win for 15 years where guys were teaming together, the, the, the Heat, the Warriors, the, the Celtics, the Lakers, like all these teams like banding together. And you look at what's happening with, with the Lakers. You look what's happening with the Nets. Like I couldn't, I could not be happy. I think the only thing that could make me happier this season, other than the Celtics winning more is if the Sixers suck too, because the Lakers, the Nets and the Knicks all suck. They all had these huge aspirations uh, yeah. going in this year. You had all three teams saying that they were going to make it to the, the Eastern conference or Western conference finals. And none of them will. And it makes me so happy. You think the Sixers won't? No, I think the Sixers will. I think there's okay. only three. The three teams I met was mentioning were the Knicks, the the Lakers, and the Nets. Oh, those three oh my teams. God. Oh God. For some reason, I thought you said the Sixers. Um, no, I said, yeah. I, I said, dude, I said the only thing that would make me happier, other than the Celtics winning more, would be if the Sixers sucked too. I'm so watching <laughs> watching the Lakers suck this year has been oh, one. All right, let me let me just say I have like my favorite team to, teams to watch, and they're like the Cavs, Hornets. Uh, I would say Grizzlies. And um, non-Celtics team specifically. And then it's yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's the Lakers specifically because it is a blast watching how funny oh, that basketball team is. It's a dumpster fire. Dumpster Dude, it fire. is so goddamn funny to watch, like, Russell Westbrook make decisions. It is I – don't, I don't know what happened to him. I really don't. But it is – I mean, LeBron James is on your team. I don't – I don't understand. I don't understand. Why are you so is dribbling Anthony up? Davis hasn't been out and he's been out, but he's been back recently. Why and are it's you still not good? Dribbling up for a long two for two straight plays. And then <laughs> and then and then on the third play, driving and passing out to the first row of the crowd. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know why you're the doing pro- that. I think the worst thing Russ ever did, it's the best thing that the organization did. But the worst thing that Russ ever did was leave the Thunder. I think so. If too. he had if, if he had stayed with the Thunder, he could have been the guy. I mean, I don't think you get Shea in that. No, wait. No, you do get Shea out of that because Shea was traded for somebody else. Shea all, was traded know, for um because Shea came from the Clippers. So it was Paul George. Yeah, so he was Paul George. That's right. Yep. Paul George. So like you you can still get Shea and Shea, look. Shea probably wouldn't be as good as he is now if he didn't get that year with CP3 because CP3 is a point god. He is the I point Shea. god. Oh, I mean, early season I was watching a lot of OKC because Shea is fucking yeah. awesome. Shea's great. Slow down a little the, bit. But. The, thing is, the thing is with me is that all these teams that came into this year with all these high expectations did not think of the human error aspect of it. Mm-hmm. What Like LeBron – LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook teamed up this year and then said, all right, let's bring everybody who was good in 2013 and 14 and bring them into this team, and then we're going to be great. And then you see Melo has been okay. He hasn't been the worst he's ever been, but everybody else has either been hurt or has not been good at all. And it's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't pair 36-year-olds together and put them all on the same team and see if they can win a championship together because it's not Mm going to work. Teams need other vets with young guys to be good. THT Taylor Horn Tucker is now being uh, offered up in trade talks for Josh Richardson. They like, said they this could is a trade dude, him for a star early, uh, earlier in the season. They, they the said, why don't we trade? I mean, why don't we trade THT with all these picks for, for a piece? And it's like, no, man. Like it's like this, what's also on top of that. It's like, how many pieces does the Lakers need exactly? I'm sorry. No, I'm like they a little, don't. A little tipsy. Does the Lakers need exactly? I don't know if that made sense, but no, it made sense. They don't. They have AD and LeBron. They, I don't think they need AD and anybody LeBron else. and Russell Westbrook. Okay, think of not only that, but Melo and uh, who the fuck else is on that team? It's Melo, THT. Um, there's cousin still I mean, there. They, oh, Dwight, no. Dwight, Dwight. Yeah, Dwight's still there. So all right, uh, I did Leak Monk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, think about think about hearing that that starting lineup in like twenty. I'll give it. 14. I'll give it. I'll give it twenty fourteen. I'll even give it twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Not yeah. even that I mean, long ago. Not even the that year. Long the ago. year. The year LeBron took over in the in the playoffs and like willed. That was the year with the 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 IT team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traded everybody. Like yeah, yeah yes, hundred yeah. percent. Even even like even go back three years before that. Right. If you had Melo, Russ, AD, LeBron, and Dwight Howard on your team, Think man, about it. Like telling yourself telling yourself in twenty eighteen that those guys are all. On, on the same Lakers team. What, what would you say? I would say they're winning three straight, personally. Yeah, first of all, first of all, I would not believe you 
if you told yeah, me that Dwight went I, back to the Lake, if you told me that yeah. Dwight went back to the Lakers, I would, I would, I wouldn't believe you. I wouldn't believe you. But, but yes, if you had told me that even then, I'd be like, there's no way that could ever feasibly work. Well, it does because everybody's on minimum contracts because they're 80 years old. Right. So I, there's I, also like, I there's, there's no way I wouldn't tell you that they're winning by a exactly. lot all the time. Exactly. Because it's exactly. like, the whole expectation of LeBron and AD joining up even before they did the whole expectation was that like 60 wins every year. Yes. Not only that, but like as LeBron slightly regressed, regressed AD would get better and become the leader of the locker room and the team. And it's like, bro, (laughs) thank God. Thank thank God. There's a, thank God. Remember, remember there was the whole trade stuff with him back in 2018. That whole thing where he was wearing like see you later folks t-shirts to the arena oh. and like his dad was saying he didn't want to go to the late or Hell yeah, go to the dude. Celtics. He was only going to Lakers. Like, okay, fine. Mm, back then fine. I was pissed because back then I'm like, I'm a Celtics fan. Jason I want 18. T- I mean, Jason Tate give up anyway. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, like because they were talking about I'm already they were on saying, that boat. I don't care. They were saying, like, if we need if we were gonna get AD, we would have to trade either one of them. Thank God we fucking didn't. Cause then Gordon leaves. Kyrie leaves, Al leaves, um, IT is traded, like everybody is traded, everybody is fine, and you're left with these two cornerstones. It's like, okay, I think they kind of made out pretty well with that. Imagine, I, I, imagine <laughs> the Lakers drafted Jason Tatum. I mean, I bet he would have been pretty happy about it. Oh, he would have been, he would have been over the moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean listen, listen, listen. Dude, my, the, my, the minute I saw him like put on that Kobe jersey earlier this this year, I was like, he's about to have a we're gonna see streak. these and naturally we're gonna see these jerseys. He had the coldest goddamn streak of his entire life. In in I tribute, really. In tribute. I get it. I get it. But listen, I think what's what's funny now is that like what we were complaining about with the Celtics, you know, two months ago is what everybody else is now complaining about with their team, as in, like, the Lakers, Knicks, and Nets, because the, the Celtics seemed, oh, crap, they have no chemistry. Like, no, like you have to split these guys up because they can't play well together. Well, look, look, what ha- look what happens when our full starting five is on the court together. We've won, a, what is it, 10 out of 14. The Lakers have had AD out the entire year. He comes back and he looks great, but they still can't win games. Right. Katie's hurt all the time or not all the time. He was an MVP level before he got hurt. Now he's hurt. Kyrie can't get out, get out of his own way, not just in the vaccine situation, but even last year when he took himself out for two weeks and was going to birthday parties and stuff like that, saying he was dealing with personal problems and James Harden is still James Harden. I mean, he's still averaging like 26 and eight, but they're not winning. And, and mm. well, also just, it's like, it is, there is, those are the consequences of building like yeah, assembling a, well no it's assembling well, like yes that and it's assembling a team of you know two or three stars and then like not giving a shit about the rest of the team's yeah organization yeah. um i i, which, I honestly like I mean, on the next hey, on the on the next let me like, just say must suck <laughs> so <let laughs> i'm like i'm tap bro. dancing i'm ta- a tap dancing while we're in seventh place dude i've gone nuts <laughs> this by the way it's, hey. it's 35 20 nets went on a run because it wouldn't be the celtics if we didn't let the team go on a uh just a ridiculous as long as long as they don't as long as they don't give up a 24 point lead when it was 28 to 2 at one point i'm okay because that's been their problem for a long time but i'll just finish with this when it comes down to this like the Nets, they need to do something, whether it's trading James Harden or telling Kyrie you're not playing at all or get vaccinated. I know that's against his rights. I think Harden's gone. Whatever. But I think, I think Harden, Harden's gone. I think Harden's gone. I think that's the only – I think, I think that's the domino Adelaide. to drop because because yeah. look what happens, right? You're not only getting Ben Simmons out of that deal. You're probably getting Tyrese Maxey out of that deal. You're probably Ooh, getting – I don't know if they do that. I think they do. Well, that's, I think that's, so I think that's going to come to the, I mean, that's so hard because it's going to be Ben Simmons, another guy in a couple picks. That's what's it. That's yeah, what but it's going to the Nets. Being. I mean, do the Nets want, I'm not saying that. I mean, I love Maxi. Do the Nets like, I feel like the Nets have so many guards. Do they have but a, you're getting Maxi? You're getting rid of, I mean, Maxi's more of like a guard slash forward hybrid. Yeah, not true. true, true so, true, true. and then they have, and they, you're can getting have rid of, they can have Patty run shit off the bench too. Yeah. And you're getting rid of your, your two guard. So, of course, you would want a Tyrese Maxey. And, of course, I don't think they play Ben Simmons as a point guard. I think they play him more as a forward, which is exactly where he needs to be because yeah. he's not a guy that can spread the floor at all. So, 
Um, no, I think, I, I think the Nets are the best place for Ben Simmons to go right now. The only problem is, is that what are you going to have to give up with that to keep yourself competitive? That's why I don't think the Sixers make the deal this week because like they're still doing pretty damn well on their own. And I mean, if they do want to get hardened, it's more of them being like, this is championship bust. We have to win this year or I mean, dude, uh, why not? Why not? You, I mean, Embiid has, let's call this year, let's call this year two of his prime. Is that fair? Yeah, he's, he's around that age. All yeah, right, so how many how many of those years do we have? Not we, I'm sorry. The <laughs> I, guy was, I, was, with... I just visited Philly. I'm like, yeah, no, how many like how many years <laughs> do we have left to talk to him? So before? he's 27. Yep. And for for bigs, and he's been hurt a lot. Right, right. So I think honestly, at this dominant of a level, you probably get like three or four years, maybe at most. I think, yeah, I think uh, four, four is like pushing it. 30, sure. 31, 31, he might be on the downswing at that point. Look, we I could be completely wrong, right? Yeah, like we could I mean, be completely dude, off I'd be, I mean, and I and, love Embiid. Embiid's one of my yeah, favorite me too. to watch. And Embiid could and B could dominate for another decade, but honestly, like the way that his body is and the way that he gets hurt all the time. I mean, he's not been hurt too much this year, yeah. thank God. But there's just there's there's a time limit on centers. Um, mm. there, it's like this in every sport, like running backs in football don't have a long uh because they get hit all the time well that's um, i mean it's it, it's like that in the opposite way with point guards it's like yeah. i feel like point guards like, can play forever cp3 yeah. is still at an elite level when he's 37 like there's there's ways there's ways around it but there's there are certain positions in sports that guys get injured or just don't have as much of a prime it's centers in, in basketball it's running backs in football it's pitchers in baseball it's goalies and hockey. Like there's a lot of guys out there that have like really, really awesome hall of fame primes. And then as soon as they hit a certain age, it's gonzo. Like right. there's, they can't do anything. And I think that's going to happen for me because he's too talented to do that. But I don't know, but something's got to change. I, so yeah. much in the Sixers. I don't think, I think the Sixers need to change too much, but my whole thing is if, to do. If before I saw those trades today, what I was originally saying was like, if I'm the Sixers, if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm moving Ben Simmons for picks, and I am yeah. getting James Harden that way. Um, yeah. I think Side like, of the offseason, he's a he's a he's a yeah. he's a free agent this year. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's I mean you could do that. So it's like, or do you really want like you said? Do you really want Harden now? And do you really want to like go for it? And I think honestly, you should. If you look at if you look at the quality of the Nets. Uh, the Bucks are uh, like a question mark. The Bulls are kind of, they're really good, but they're kind of here and there in terms of like, yeah, they're new. They're new, they're new. And they're like, they are beatable, especially yeah. if, if you're like a team that has Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid's fucking up Vucevic. He's fucking up Vucevic. The, so the, like, the Heat are, know. the Heat are number one in the East. Like, I'm just looking Heat's at the another standings. One. Yeah. Heat's another Heat's one. Are frauds. I, I mean, Heat's are frauds. Thank you. Um, yeah, he's a fraud. Just, just gonna get to that. I think. I mean, I think the Sixers beat the Heat. I do. Yeah. I think. I 100%. think the Sixers have a. Um, I mean, I would say their biggest worry is the Bucks, because. Oh yeah. 100%. I think. I think the. There's Bucks, only one guy. Yeah, there's only really one guy that can really. There's only one guy that can really feasibly kind of put a hold to Embiid, and I think it's Giannis. Oh, what and a I think Giannis, that would be, dude. Oh, That'd be sick. oh my god. The problem. The thing is with them is first of all i never never ever ever no matter how bad they're doing unless we're like you know by the trade deadline and they're out of the playoffs um i never count out the the defending champs like regardless ever, of who they yeah. are like you never do that because Giannis, especially when is, it's basically the same team yeah and Giannis who knows they can got, coast for the year and then pull up what, what it and then needs in, something. and then in and then in may or, or whenever the playoffs start they can just give the ball to Giannis, and Giannis can do whatever the fuck he wants because he Big can time, yeah um, oh, dude, the, the way thing. they the way they tore Miami to shreds last year in the first round. It's oh. like it's <laughs> it's it's kind of similar. Like Giannis, Giannis to me is very similar to Shaq in a way where it's like just give him the ball. Yeah, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do you it. You know the like, other team can't plan for him. Yeah, because he's just too big. He's too powerful, and he and he's. I mean, he's way crack. He's got way better footwork than Shaq. Yeah, I was gonna say, and, and, and like it's not only the footwork, just like the craftiness, and he's just yeah. like he's just, just so long and creative as and like, he moves. It's it's, it's something special to watch. I just I'm I'm happy now because this year it seems like we're gonna get a lot of parity in a sense where we're gonna get a lot of new guys in the playoffs. And I'm just cool. looking at the standings here, like yeah, like the Heat, the Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, Nets. 
you guess you could put the Hawks in there. Like those are all teams that have been in the playoffs, but yeah. now you have the Bulls, the Cavs, the Hornets, um, the Wizards are kind of technically still playing for a playing spot. Like yeah. there's still a lot of good, like that's just in the East, like in the, in the, in the West you have, I mean, the, the Grizzlies are at third in the freaking West. The Mavs are back at fifth. The the Timberwolves are out of the playing spot. Like, they're number seven right now. Like, mm-hmm. this year especially, we're seeing so many new faces and new players that are, like, kind of blossoming into, like, really – I mean, Anthony Edwards, there's no other reason why the Timberwolves are good other than Cat than there is with Anthony Edwards. That dude is nuts. And you add him with um, a third guy like um, – What's his face? I forget his name. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. And then you have those three. Like those, that's a great big three. If they can add guys around that, that's a good team. Like mm-hmm. the Timberwolves are going to be good. Yeah. Um, which kind of diminishes the cat to Boston kind of the that cat to Boston thing. Which no, is, no, 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 we're not. Hold on, we're, we'll get it. Just be <laughs> patient. There. Be patient. That team there. has that. I mean, that team has D'Lo. They have plenty of time to implode. He has one. Okay. He has one year. He has one year left on his deal. So after next if he, year, hey, dude, if he resigns that day, you need to check on me. I'm not kidding because this has all, been the only thing. It's I gonna care be. About. I mean, unless we get someone in, in meantime, you don't. You know what? That's the caveat. Unless we get someone in the meantime, that's different. There's, um, there's, we're gonna know, we're gonna know about that kind of stuff if Cass can leave or not. Um, by this this time next year, because it's the trade deadline this at this point next year. If Cat isn't signed to a deal, he's probably gonna go into free agency. And he's an unrestricted free agent because he's already signed his big deal or his first deal. And then there's a path to that. The only problem is, is that if they're winning and there's a base that they're, that they're building down there, I don't think he wants to leave. Um, and that's, I mean, we could talk about cat to Boston all day, but I'm still, I know you're, I know you're hopeful. It's good to be hopeful. It's it's very good to be hopeful. It's going to happen. There's no, there's no reason that might be, I don't need to be hopeful in, in the truth. No, I mean, look, you can be hopeful, but that hope that you have, it's you know it's could could be diminished over the no, next couple no, months it's totally, it's totally fine he's coming here dude it's fine um no but other than that i mean next week we'll have a lot more idea of uh of trades yeah. and the outlook um, because next next week we're going to be past this and then we'll be getting into more like the waiver signings kind of stuff or like the buyout deals um but no man i'm, I'm excited i I'm, I'm glad that we already got two blockbusters out of this and i'm glad the Celtics are playing well mm. um i just think we're gonna have a way better idea of what the the end of the year and next year is going to look like next week so we covered all the trade stuff we got everybody right yeah i think we got everything and then brad beal out for the season i think that's pretty much it brad um, beal harden we got everything or like yeah we're good all right cool yeah, we're good good stuff so thank you for tuning in uh we'll be back next week after the trade deadline and after uh AEW and all the stuff that happens uh with that and then rampage and then smackdown and raw um make sure to tune in next week and uh yeah Thanks for listening. Alrighty.